Hello everyone, my name is Kavita and I welcome you all in the Bookish Universe. This is the long-awaited fourth episode of this podcast series and I have tried to make it new special. It is no secret that the whole world is facing the terror of SARS-CoV-2 virus these days and government of Nepal has issued nationwide lockdown to prevent the outbreak of COVID-19 which is an extreme but very reasonable step by the government. Today is the last day of 2076 BS and it is also the 18th day of lockdown and because of it we are not able to celebrate the new year in traditional fashion you know we can't go out we can have party we can't meet our friends we are forced to stay home with our very own family which is not that bad of thing right yet we have no idea what to do to acknowledge the new beginning so i came up with a proposal Do you remember how we always say that reading habit has to be developed from childhood either in the form of bedtime story or in the form of home library or even being ourselves as an example by making some time to read every day but what about our parents and grandparents and other elder generations who might or might not know how to read What I'm trying to say here is that why not celebrate this new year with your own family in a bookish manner? I know not everyone is a reader, but I bet almost everyone likes stories or anecdotes or even history sometimes. So in simple words, I want you to try and read books to your non-literary guardians. You could also give them books, but there's a high chance that they will never read it, and it's also not possible right now. because of the lockdown i mean and i'm sure everyone is tired of watching tv or scrolling through their social media pages also watching news is not that helpful either and since it's new year why not start giving back something good to our parents here i have done a little research and have come up with few recommendations for you which you can choose from according to the interest of your parents i have divided them into two groups fictions and non-fictions you might have already read few of them and probably never have heard a few of them remember sostani brata katha how all the members of a family had to be together to hear the story it's not always about the story or the moral of the story or even the religion it's about showing you care it's about being together as a family it's about showing up when you're needed It's about that smile on your grandmother's face when you struggle through the Sanskrit words. It's about our very own reading culture. All right, let's not get carried away and uh, let's start the main topic here. But before that, uh, what I want to tell you is that I have only selected Nepali books here in this episode because since it's Nepali New Year and we are kind of reading it to our elder generations, I wanted it to be all Nepali. Let's jump into the non-fiction section first and then we'll go to the fiction. Out of the 15 books that I have mentioned today under non-fiction section, I'll describe a little about 5 of them which I think should be given the chance first. Um a little confession though I am not a huge fan of non-fictions so I have only read few of them in this list. 
However, I guarantee that they are worth giving a read if your folks are interested in politics or history or even real life stories because I have included biographies too. The first in the list is Nyaya by Susila Karki. This book gives us a glimpse into the recent political upheavals and the judiciary's role in them. This is a book written by a true patriot. The book, alongside recounting the personal history of Karki, also packs in the author's perspective on the big judicial undertakings of recent times. And is written in a lucid style, it is a complete page-turner. Susila Karki is a Nepalese jurist. She is the former Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Nepal and the only woman to have held that post. The second one on the list is Singadarbar Badalne Sangarsa by Lal Babu Pandit. It's an autobiography and a political non-fiction. Lal Babu Pandit is a Nepalese politician from Nepal Communist Party and an ex-minister of Federal Affairs and General Administration under Second Oli Cabinet. Pandit's book tells us about the story of a man who used his political career to change the very character of the power he possessed. The third book you should totally give a try is Prayogsala by Sudhir Sarma. This is the book about investigative journalism about the politics of Nepal. It revolves around the Maoist insurgency, deposed monarchy, and the role of New Delhi in Nepal's period of political transition. The same author has also published another book in English named The Nepal Nexus, an inside account of the Maoist, the Darbar, and New Delhi, which uh, is almost the updated and translated version of Prayogsala as described by the readers. Asangati by Saurabh is another such book. After 31 articles categorized in 8 sections throughout the book, most of them are Saurabh's new pieces. Some are based on conversation with the author and some were published in various newspapers. The topic covered are breathtakingly diverse and consistently interest-sustaining. The Saurabh's signature speaks of a close eye for detail and careful construction strewn with a vast area of facts, faces and figures pieced together to uphold the power of the written word. The fifth one in the list is not a single book, but different books by a single author. And he is none other than B.P. Koirala. Any political essays by B.P. Koirala, in my opinion, is worth a read. Few of them are Rastantra or Loktantra, Thijiyeka Janta Jagi Sake, Rastiyata Nepal Ko Sandarvama, Kranti Ek Anivaryata, Panchayati Vyavastha Prasatantrik China, Prasatantra Rasamazvad, Rastiya Ekataku Nimti Awan, or even his autobiography. As a politician, B.P. Koirala struggled throughout his life for the establishment of a multi-party democracy in Nepal. He believed that only socialism could guarantee political freedom and equal economic opportunities to the people. He said, socialism is the wave of the future. His political essays are all based on his views and beliefs.
Some of the other non-fictions which I think are really interesting are Ganatantra Ka Yadra by Narhari Acharya, Nalekhi Ko Itihas by Radha Krishna Mainali, and Franka Diary translated by Anupam Pokhrel, Mero Bhumi, Mero Janta by Dalai Lama, Malala translated by Achit Koirala from the book I Am Malala by Malala Yousafzai, Kalangama Hamala by Radha Paudel, Khusi by Bijay Kumar, Jivan Kara Ki Phool by Jhamak Ghimiri, Khanapukus, Dinapukus by Rabindra Mishra, and Maile Dekheko Nepal by Harka Gurum. Now to the fictions. I have selected 15 books in similar manner and even though fiction is my territory and I have read quite a few of Nepali fictions, it was unusually difficult for me to find the ones that your peeps would enjoy. I mean, there has to be no gross things, right? Anyway, here it goes. Seto Dharti by Amar Nyopani has to be the first one on the list. This is a painful story of a widow named Tara. This book reveals the bitter reality of ancient Nepali society, where women have to suffer so much even after the eradication of the most evil practice Sati. Sati Pratha was the largely historical practice found chiefly among Hindus in the northern and pre-modern regions of South Asia in which a widow sacrifices herself by sitting atop her deceased husband's funeral pyre. This book would be perfect to read to our grandparents or older parents and hear some pretty similar stories of their own. The second one is Radha by Krishna Dharavasi. This novel is an adaptation of the ancient Sanskrit Mahabharata, giving greater prominence to the character of Radha. Radha is an example of Leela Lekhan, a Nepalese metaphysical novel concerned with explaining the features of reality that exist beyond the physical world and our immediate senses, for which Dharavasi is known. The plot of Radha reflects the situation in Nepal at the time of its publication, especially the Nepalese civil war. This is one of my favorite Nepali fictions, about which I have also talked in detail in the second episode called All About Favorites. Check that out, guys! Karnali Blues by Buddhisagar is another one. It is an epic story about a young boy who travels to different phases of his life with his parents. The story's main plot focuses on the character's father who develops in our own spirits by the layers of Buddhisagar's writing. The story makes us see different angles of the father from being strict to loving and also contains the naughtiness of childhood that are hilarious as well as heartbreaking. That will keep you wanting more of Buddhisagar's easy words and perfectly structured sentences. This book is soon to be translated to English by Michael Hutt. Personally, I had a great time reading this one. The fourth one is Natya by Sarsati Pratiksha. Came as a debut novel, this story is as beautifully written as it is realistically painful. It is about Badi people, more about Badi women, set in the far western region of Nepal. 
You can find several pause moments in the book which makes you close the book, look at the horizon and just absorb its essence for a while. I guarantee you will not regret reading this one. Nainraz Pandey's Lu is the fifth one in the list. It is also the fifth novel published by Nainraz Pandey, which revolves around the situation of Nepalese residing in Tarai near Nepal-India border. Pandey has described the border violence that Nepali people are suffering but are helpless due to their own government through quite a simple narration, making it easy to grasp by any kind of readers. A must-read piece to know the real stories of our people. On the number 6, we have Amale Soknohunsa by Anvika Giri. And although it's a children's book, because it has beautiful ways of breaking gender stereotypes, I find no harm at all in reading it to our parents as well. Other books are our own Muna Madan by Lakshmi Prasad Devkota, Karodo Kasturi by Amar Neopane, Draupadi by Dr. Pratibha Rai, which has been translated into Nepali, Naso by Guru Prasad Mainali, Seto Bag by Diamond Samser Rana, Kalyani Dharti by Paul S. Buck, Madhavi by Madan Mani Dichit, Chaugar by Raj Sargam, and Tarun Tapasi by Leknath Powdell. Okay guys, it's time for me to sign off because you have got your 30 recommendations and I have nothing else for today. But before that, I want to say that it's never too late to do the good thing. And in case you're wondering from where can I get these books, because I certainly cannot go out and buy them. Well, you can try searching them in and around your house. You might already have some of them. Or you can look it up at various platforms where they are providing ebooks free of cost. Or you can also email us on uh, our email address. I can't promise you, but I will try to find the book for you. Finally, I have taken a lot of information from Wikipedia and Goodreads website while writing about the book I haven't read. And for that, I am eternally thankful to them. I'm extremely happy to receive overwhelming love and response for my previous episodes. And I hope to have this blessing continuously afterwards. You can also email us about any suggestions or feedbacks or criticisms. With this, keep reading and have a fantastic year ahead. Happy New Year 2077!